0: The pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePetro Show.
1: Well, good afternoon on this delightful Thursday, folks. You're listening to The John DePetro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, which is dePetro.com. It is Thursday, it's 106 hope you're enjoying this delightful weather. My goodness, 66 degrees. It's going to be a pleasant afternoon. Tomorrow, Saturday, more sunshine. Boy, big developments with the Kyle Rittenhouse case. I'm going to tell you about it just a moment. And also a shocking story about with the McKee administration, which I am still having a tough time as the media is trying to absorb this. Uh, real, another level of uh, corruption. This, this could be investigation number five. Folks, I want to remind you, this portion of the program you by J.K.L. Engineering. Now, listen, today it is. It's a pleasant afternoon, but the heating season is here. Let J.K.L. design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier, infinity system. Energy efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. Licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call J.K.L. Engineering today at 401 J.K.L. Engineering. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call J.K.L. They have the highest rebates in the market. And, folks, here's the big kicker. They can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. I kid you not. Call J.K.L. 401 351-7600. 351-7600. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Wherever you're listing right now, now, it's 108 in the Ocean State, and either you're listing, maybe you happen to be in Cumberland, or maybe you're in Woonsocket, or Burville or Lincoln, or Johnston, or wherever you may be listing, or Bellingham, or Franklin. Listen, they're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. I'm saying... Why not call them and say, I would like to reduce my oil bill by as much as 90%. J-K-L, 401-351-7600. Now, folks, later, we will have a unique story about Governor McKee. New poll numbers out. He should feel good about that. I don't think they're going to last. This latest element of corruption involving his administration is is really pathetic and disgraceful. But check it out. We will have it on the website, depetro.com, which is brought to you by Pat Elston, Caldwell Banker Realty. Pat is based in Cumberland, 20 years experienced, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call Pat Elston today at 401-474-5253. There's a link on the website, depetro.com. You can, and if you know Pat, by the way, and she's a joy, maybe you've dealt with her in the past. Give her a call. Say happy November to my friend Pat Elston, 401-474-5253. All right, so big developments. Uh, number one, with the McKee administration, folks, now we know why Governor McKee is hiding out of town for 12 days. New level of corruption with his administration. But I also want to, um, I want to... uh play how about this i'm seeing the Providence journal rhode island unemployment rate rose in october the biggest factor decline in government jobs folks she can't continue to have their element of um of you know their idea of putting people to work work is just more government jobs wow msnbc an attempt to put the pictures and addresses of the jury members Wow. MSNBC has been booted from the trial. Kenosha News Report, the NBC affiliate in Chicago, has confirmed the suspect is an NBC employee. Wow. Really? Boy, this judge, though, he's not going to put up with it. This is very, very serious. I want to play. This is the judge, the Rittenhouse case, explaining why, folks, MSNBC, Rachel Maddow, Morning Joe, uh, Chris Hayes, Lawrence O'Donnell, banned, Joy, whatever her name is, Boy banned from the rest of the trial. Let's hear it.
2: Interest uh, in the case, and uh, so it's a, I'm going to call it a sealed bus, and uh, that's been done every day, and then they're brought here to this building. And um, last evening, um, a person who identified himself as James G. Morrison and who claimed that he was a producer with NBC News, employed uh, for M- MSNBC um, and under the supervision of a person, what's going on? Oh, okay. Uh, Under the supervision of someone named Irene Bayon in New York uh, for MSNBC. Uh, The police, when they stopped him because he was following in a distance of about a block and uh, went through a red light, pulled him over and inquired of him what was going on and he gave that information. And stated that he had been instructed by Ms. Bayon. In New York to follow the jury bus.
1: Wow! Huh? Uh, the matter is. Uh, oh my on Further investigation God. at this point.
2: The um, media's has asked questions about it. That's the latest I have. Um, and he was ticketed for uh, violating a traffic control signal. Uh, he's not here today, from what I'm told. And. Um, I have instructed that no one from MSNBC news will be permitted in this building for the duration of this
1: trial. Wow. Uh, This
2: is a very serious matter, and I don't know what the ultimate truth of it is, but absolutely it it, it would go without much thinking as someone who is following the jury bus. uh, That is a very it's extremely serious matter. And uh, will be referred to the uh, proper authorities for
1: further action. Thank you. Good for the judge. Now, folks, again, what is uh, outrageous about this is that that is nothing more than an attempt to intimidate the jury and find out who they are, and then send the protesters outside their home. Very, very serious charge. By MSNBC. Now, I did just see, uh, let's see, they, wait I just saw where they have put out um, uh, a statement. NBC put out a statement about this whole thing. And they're um, just in, NBC News spokesperson denies any attempt to photograph the Rittenhouse jurors. Uh, let's see. The traffic violation took place near the jury van. The fully, freelancer never contact, intended to contact the juries. Never photographed. Last night, a freelancer working for MSNBC received a traffic citation. Took place near the jury van. Um, fully cooperate with the, any investigation, says NBC. Well, get the, no one believes that. Do you know why? The, the, the traffic citation was that they were following the jury bus. <sighs> wow. Folks, this is another level. I mean, MSNBC wants to put out who are the jurors in an attempt to then try to completely. They are now completely banned from the trial. Now, I also want to get to, as we are waiting, still no word yet on the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. But I want to play. So this morning. And I played a little bit this in the 11 o'clock hour. Vice President Kamala Harris. Vice President Kamala Harris sat down with George Stephanopoulos. It's a little lengthy, but it's worth it. And gave her first interview. Let's let's listen. This is the Kamala Harris interview.
3: The steep fall in the president's poll numbers. How the administration's Build Back Better plan can address both problems. And I press Harris on claims that the president is not giving her a big enough role in his administration. Madam Vice President, thank you for doing this. It's to be with you. Thank you, George. You know that as Americans are feeling pretty sour about the economy as we head into the holidays, it's going to cost more to drive home for Thanksgiving, more to put the turkey on the table, more to buy gifts for the kids at Christmas. What can you do about these high prices? How long is it going to take?
4: Well, first of all, it's real, and it's, and it's rough. Uh, groceries, the cost of groceries has gone up, the cost of gas has gone up, And as this is all happening in the context of two years of a pandemic, it's one of the highest priorities actually for the president and for me. And so we're dealing with this issue in a number of ways. Short term, one of the issues is the supply chain. We're seeing a bottleneck and we need to relieve that bottleneck. So we brought together everyone from the Teamsters to Target to say, Hey, let's all bring everyone together from the truckers to the folks who are moving product and let's open up some of our major ports for work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's happening. And we're seeing great results. Long-term we need to bring down the cost of living and that's a long-standing issue. And so we passed this week, uh, the infrastructure bill bipartisan infrastructure bill, and that's going to be about repairing roads and bridges and, bringing high-speed internet to all families but also we need to deal with the cost of childcare, the cost of prescription drugs the cost of housing and that's what we intend to do when we get the build back better agenda passed
3: but as you know several people including senator manchin who could be the key vote on build back better believe that the bill is actually going to make inflation worse that's why they're holding back
4: so here's the thing talk to 17 nobel laureates who are economists who actually have studied the issue and have indicated that we're not looking at a, a, a contribution to inflation, but actually we're going to get prices down. In fact, Moody's and a number of others have said, listen, when you look at the numbers, the whole point about inflation and why it hurts us is because prices go up. With the Build Back Better agenda, it's going to bring the cost down.
3: Ah. We had a tough poll for the president this week at ABC News with the Washington Post. Highest disapproval of his presidency shows that most Americans don't think the administration is keeping its promises. How do you explain that and how do you fix it?
4: You know, George, at polls, they go up, they go down. But I think what is most important is that we remain consistent with what we need to do to deal with the issues that were presented with at this moment and so let's again look at what we accomplished it's historic in nature uh, at least the biggest investment in infrastructure in a generation in America and some of this stuff you'll see in the next few months, and some of this you're going to see in the next, perhaps, couple of years.
3: Eight months ago, the president gave you the job of addressing the root causes of migration, but last month, we learned that in the past year, it had the highest number of illegal border crossings since they started to be recorded in 1960. What are you doing to turn that around? How long will it take?
4: Well, it's not going to be overnight. We can't just flip a switch and make it better. Uh, um, the reality is that we inherited a system, an immigration system that was deeply broken. Totally wrong. And it's requiring what? us to actually put it back together in terms of creating a fair um, process that is effective wrong. and efficient. But on the root causes piece, what we're looking at is that, you know, frankly, people don't want to leave home, George. And when they do, it's one of two reasons. They're fleeing some kind of harm or to stay at home, they just simply cannot satisfy the basic needs of their family.
1: Okay, let's
3: talk about your role
1: now. That—that That is completely false. She is lying. That's not it. They want to come here because everything is free. The, the border was working. The Trump border was working. She is just a pathological liar. Now, also, you can tell the editing here. And this is a problem, if you remember, uh, or I'll remind you, actually. Folks, good afternoon at 119. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, FM. I'm going to get to the McKee story in just a moment. But if you remember, the last time when Stephanopoulos interviewed President Biden, they edit things. And they edited out, as he was mentioning, and said that his son, Bo had served in Afghanistan, which was not true. So you just wonder, what was edited here? I believe... The Stephanopoulos people with Good Morning America set up contingencies and agreements with the people they're interviewing that if we have to, we'll take out something that doesn't come off right or that's wrong. But that is a complete fabricated lie. All right, it continues.
3: Vice presidents always face chatter about their role and their relevance. You're no exception to that. Even your close friends and allies, like Lieutenant Governor of California, Lenny Kunalakis, have expressed a frustration because they think you can be more helpful than you've been asked to be. Do you share that frustration? What do you say to your friends who are frustrated? This was
4: a good week. And this oh. week, when we got this bipartisan infrastructure act passed and signed by the president, makes a statement about all of the hard work that has gone into it month after month after month. I've traveled around the country, as has the president. We have convened members of Congress. We have convened people around our nation asking, what do you want? And this is a response to what they want. And it's actually going to hit the ground in a way that is going to have direct impact on the American people. We're getting things done and we're doing it together.
3: So you don't feel misused or underused?
4: No, I don't. I am very, very excited about the work that we have accomplished, but I am also absolutely, absolutely clear-eyed that there is a lot more to do, and we're going to get it done.
3: Finally, has President Biden told you whether he's going to seek re-election in 2024?
4: What President Biden and I started our day talking about, as we
5: normally do, is
4: um, bringing in members of our intelligence community to review the, the presidential daily brief and talk about classified information around threat star national security and hot spots around the world. After that, we had an, another couple of meetings, and then I went over to the Capitol because I'm the president of the Senate and um, broke a tie vote there, and we are focused on implementation of the bipartisan infrastructure deal.
3: So you're not discussing 2024 yet?
1: Absolutely not.
3: Madam Vice President, thank you very much for your time.
1: Thank All you. right. Now, folks, you know why she does that type of interview. Right? You find out why she agreed to do that interview. And it's really because there's no follow-up at all. There just isn't any follow-up. Right? Uh she's not being underused. None of that jives with what's really going on. So now we are following. This is quite a day. Folks, good afternoon at 122. You're listening to the John DePetro show on AM thirteen eighty. And 99.9 FM. Um, you can always listen online, as I like to say, at the website, to petro.com. So this is very significant. MSNBC has now been banned from the Kyle Rittenhouse courtroom because they were following a jury bus. Um, they had someone vo- following a jury bus. Now, they're trying to deny it. But the judge has already weighed in on it. And the person they stopped, this story is all still just developing. But I am really floored by this report uh, by Channel 12 regarding Governor McKee. Um, what Governor McKee is putting forward, where he's now going to pay state workers $3,000 each to um, state workers get a $3,000 bonus for getting the vaccine. Folks, that's, there's over 15,000 state workers they get 1500 per shot. In Massachusetts, it's just mandated. 40,000 state workers have to get the shot. This is complete political pandering. Let's listen. This is the Channel 12 story on it.
5: I'm Tolly Taylor with a 12 News Now update. The McKee administration and Rhode Island's biggest union of state workers have reached a tentative agreement... On two $1,500 bonuses to workers who have been vaccinated against COVID-19, J. Michael Downey, president of Council 94, said Thursday a vote on a tentative agreement will take place December 2nd. He said 60 members of the union will be fanning out to seek feedback over the next few weeks. Downey said the agreement calls for an initial $1,500 vaccine bonus on December 2nd, assuming the vote goes through, and then an additional one in July of 2022. Derek Gomes, a spokesperson for the Department of Administration, told Target 12, the state and the unions are working diligently on a contract. Out of respect for the process, the state will not disclose any details until a contract is ratified. The governor's office, office did not have comment at this time. With 12 News Now, I'm Tolly Taylor.
1: That is a complete disgrace. So Channel 12 is the first one to break it. But folks, I'll tell you how this works. Is the fact that they will now work... Uh, The other media and everyone else is going to jump in on this to try to get more information. But this is completely pandering. This explains why, to me, why Governor McKee jumped out of state. Um, This is another, this is a new low. This is, this is corruption. This is a form of corruption, plain and simple. Now, we've also learned, again, I want to give it to Channel 12. They've determined Governor McKee has this new plan that he wants to spend $11 million. Like, What? This thing called municipal education offices. I'm going to get to that. But, folks, right now at 126, I want to play the sound of uh, Bill Maher, who I mentioned, who I thought was excellent last night. Um, my brother Bob really really likes Bill Maher. But I've, I've been watching him more and more. And... I'll tell you, as much as, listen, he is a a total diehard liberal, but he makes a lot of sense, especially about the Democrat Party. All right. um, I want to, let's play. This is Bill Maher talking about President Trump last night.
0: A lot of people, that's how people talk. And he never backs down, even when he's completely wrong and done something horrible. But in a world where everyone is always apologizing for everything, that comes off as refreshing. Um, and they also don't believe that he's
6: really guilty of anything, that they don't think about the rest of the political class anyway.
0: No, I don't, maybe, I, I think, oh please, I think they, they are not um, benighted to the idea that he has done things that nobody ever has done. I mean, porn stars, messing with porn stars while your wife is pregnant, No, I don't think Bob Dole did that. And I don't think they think anyone else did that either. I don't think they think anyone else made fun of handicapped people or uh, uh, cheated students at his fake university or robbed charities. I mean, he is everything wrong that you could stuff inside of one man. But But I believe that political insiders in the media made
6: a lot of that stuff up. And they don't watch us or read us, so they don't know what the proof is behind it. And his people and his outlets either don't talk about it or say, ah, that's not really true. You know,
0: the same stuff's true about Biden or Clinton some or Harris or fill in the blank. Some of it, yes. I mean, something like Hunter Biden. I mean, if Don Jr. had done what Hunter Biden had done, it would be every night, all night on MSNBC. But the fact that it's Hunter Biden and Joe's on the blue team. See, that's the problem with America. Everything is so binary. Everything that the red team doesn't like goes in the blue bin and vice versa. So, you know, every Democratic politician has to wear on his sleeve every silly, stupid, woke thing that the fringe left does. Uh, and the red team has to wear kids in cages and, you know, lock her up and all that kind of stuff. But... Okay, that-
1: now, again, he, he's not wrong with some of that. I know that some people listening don't like what he was just saying about uh, President Trump and so forth—I don't fully agree with it, but I want to get to folks. This is Bill Maher. Last night, good afternoon. It's one twenty-eight. This is Bill Maher. He's on HBO on Friday nights. Now I know a lot of people just dismiss it, but he's a Democrat, but he to me, listen to him talk about, um, listen to him talk about how wokeness is killing the party, and critical race theory is hurting the party. This is Bill Maher last night on CNN. Let's hear that. You
6: have families, and we saw this resonate in Virginia. Uh, And I have people on all the time who reject this premise, but we just saw it play out, so it must be real to a lot of people, which is um, you want to make white kids feel badly about what happened before them and that their lives should be a function of making
0: up for it and i don't want that put on my kid yes people are kids are taught and sometimes separated into groups oppressor and oppressed again does a kid even know what those words mean would they gravitate toward that if you hadn't told them i mean you're taking something that was getting better race relations in america and we i think everyone recognizes everyone right thinking in my view that still a lot of work needs to be done remedial efforts need to be taken still racism is part of america but i did a thing one night about progressophobia, phobia which is a term stephen pinker called uh term, coined which means somehow Liberals got afraid to acknowledge progress. You know, it's two thoughts in your head at the same time. You can acknowledge that we have made great progress on all the social issues. Uh, And and yet there is still more work to be done. We're not saying mission accomplished. It's just saying, let's live in the year we're living in. You can't come up with good solutions unless you're realistic about what the problem is. I mean, it was only like 10 or 20 years ago that no state in America would vote for gay marriage. I mean, it was on the ballot like 35 times. Now it's the law of the land, and no one is against it. I mean, when I was a kid, I grew up in New Jersey, which is not a southern state. And it was a completely white town. Now a vast majority of Americans want to live in a racially diverse neighborhood. That is a sea change just in my lifetime. Again, not mission accomplished, but can we just acknowledge how far we've come and where we are right now?
1: You know, he is exactly right, folks. Completely right. Uh, Again, I also, this is Bill Maher talking about wokeness. Now listen to this, because I think he's funny because he talks about AOC as well.
6: Uh, Woke is aware and inclusive. And there is no cancel culture. It's just accountability. These are not bad things. They are good things. Disagree. Disagree.
0: Well, woke, yes. I mean, I I, I don't remember the day the term was born, uh, although I I hear uh, AOC says only old people use it now. Well, you gave it to us (laughs) like five years ago. So sorry we didn't get the memo right away you know that's such a high school thing we're not using that anymore (laughs) we all wear pink on wednesdays okay you whatever term you want i
1: think that's Uh, hilarious
0: again i just got used to this one and yes in its best sense if we're talking about um being aware of things that we always should have been aware of more reckonings that we've had with uh sexual malfeasance with injustice, that's all a good thing. But there's a reason why the term woke has come to uh, signify going too far and doing things that don't make sense. I keep saying this to the Democratic Party. The reason why you're so toxic is because you have become the party of no common sense. And people see this on their news feeds. I mean, you were saying to me in the break, people mostly go on with their lives. They do, but they see things on their phone or on their Facebook page. People pass things around. And it's a constant drip,
1: drip, drip of, oh, these people are not. You know, he is exactly um, right about this, folks. Completely right about the whole element of the wokeness. And how about also... MSC, MSNBC's Joy Reid called Kyle Rittenhouse a Karen What? who uses male white tears to defend himself she is just an embarrassment why is she still you know it's a complete double standard without question but again that's you know that's MSNBC they, they allow something like that to uh, go on and they, she can get away with whatever she wants. I want to hear her though. With the, you know, the, the, what is that? He's, he is an eighteen-year-old kid. He was seventeen when it happened. So, oh my God, they're just outrageous. These people. Joy Reid. If she worked anywhere else, they would have shown her the door. But, nope, it's allowed because she's on MSNBC, and she's Joy Reid. And she's allowed to get away with it. But folks, MSNBC, you're going to see them now. I mean, them trying to dox, as they say, dox the jury. um, And follow them home and, and getting banned from the courtroom, as a matter of fact. See, this really now sets up the battleground of the Kyle Rittenhouse case. Now it... This, I mean, not that it wasn't already, but now it really does. Because now they're going to fan the flame of why they're not allowed in the courtroom. I mean, the reason is, is because they were following a person identified as James Jim Morrison, claimed he was a Bruce with NBC News. And MSNBC, under the supervision of someone named Irene Byron, was pulled over following the bus. Now, um... Judge bans MSNBC from trial. Now the, there is a um, an account of someone that immediately deleted all her social media accounts. She completely just deleted her um, accounts on social media. Let me just see this. A witness for the defense says he was sought death threats by leftists, referred to as rioters in his testimony. You know th- this is the double standard that's going on. It shouldn't be allowed to go on. Um, it should be halted. Uh, they should be called out on it. As a matter of fact, but it um it's tolerated, and then they get upset. See, this is another reason why that whole crew is is kind of going down the tubes a little bit. All right, I want to find more of um more of the sound. Uh, I I did play the judge. I'll play it again. Here is Joe Scarborough. Blasting Democrats on inflation. They really should talk to the middle class. This is uh, Morning Joe.
5: Inflation. What happens?
6: Boom, my Twitter. Inflation. Kaboom. (laughs) (laughs) they, They don't want to admit there's inflation. And you really should talk to middle class Americans and working class Americans, anybody that fills up their tank of gas. This matters. And maybe you don't understand it because you're still living in your mom's basement with Cheetos tweeting out. They
4: she pays for the gas.
6: But maybe your mom pays for the gas. But for those of us who are older, have you noticed how I've grown? I didn't say they were sitting in their underwear.
7: Okay, no, you so I've yeah. So, so. So you of
6: Cheeto dust on your fingertips, you don't remember what some of us remember in the late 70s. Oh my God,
4: what's going on. Inflation exploding, gas prices going from 33 cents to a dollar, uh, people going to grocery stores and seeing milk and bread. Mm-hmm. The prices explode. It
1: matters. And it matters because nice. I remember what my mom and dad would say every day they would come back from the grocery store. That's where people live. That's why inflation matters. Now, again, I, I, you got to admit, folks, I like hearing it. I'll tell you also, listen, this is uh, the governor of Florida, DeSantis, had a uh, bill signing this morning. Listen to the crowd break into the Let's Go Brandon. So we
7: have um, with us, um, actually from right around the corner here, uh, our attorney general, Ashley Moody. Thank you.
6: To be here today in my home county, yeah. right here in Brandon, Florida, the has...
0: <laughs> Governor DeSantis, because of your leadership...
1: You know, I know they're going to be criticized for that, but it just to me shows, well, it just shows... How much that judge is just fantastic, folks. The judge is just great in the Kyle Rittenhouse case. You know, I think he's gonna work with the jury. I think he's gonna guide the jury and 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 make them understand that that it's okay to give the verdict that they want and they're gonna be protected. The fact that MSNBC was trying to follow the jurors to intimidate them. And to try to get a mob mentality to get them to vote guilty for him, for Kyle Rittenhouse. I I think this is actually a pivotal moment. Because the judge is standing up saying to the jurors, listen, I'll defend you. MSNBC, we're not going to allow them to try to intimidate your verdict. Now, last night on Tucker Carlson. On Fox. Tucker went after the fact, and I was saying this yesterday, actually. This is not a trial on race. He shot three white people. Kyle Randall shot three people. They were all white. Why is this a racial thing? Well, it was a Black Lives Matter protest. It wasn't even a protest, it was just lighting everything on fire. And then he goes after Joy Reid on MSNBC. I want to play, uh, listen, this is uh, Tucker. We're going to play it. But Tucker from last night, I had said this yesterday. As a matter of fact, if he's a racist, he's the worst racist ever. Shot three white guys. Here it is. As long as people have
7: been around, it's never gone away. It just lurks beneath the surface of societies, all societies. One of the main goals of any civilization is to suppress tribalism so that we can live together without killing one another. So you should be concerned when it reemerges in public, and boy has it. Watch this.
8: It's a trial a lot of people of something. Something, I can't remember what it was. Oh! The Brett Kavanaugh hearings. How was Brett Kavanaugh, who had been accused by a high school friend of committing sexual abuse of her, cried his way through the hearings to make him a permanent member and associate justice of the United States Supreme Court. And his tears turned out to be more powerful than the tears of Christine Blasey Ford, which were the tears of an alleged victim. But in America, there's a thing about both white vigilantism and white tears, particularly male white tears. So that is a
7: currently employed MSNBC anchor, their Harvard graduate, not an employee of Radio Rwanda. And that person is telling us what she really thinks in a TikTok video. White tears! She mocks the very idea. People that evil can't cry. They don't have human emotions because they're not really human. You don't have to care about them. They don't qualify for your compassion. You can laugh as they weep and feel good about it. You often hear the word dehumanize. What does it mean? That's right. That's what it looks like. Yeah. So you wonder how long this can go on in our country before something really important breaks.
1: Wow. Folks, he is exactly right, as a matter of fact. And that's why, you know, Chris Christie made a mistake by not defending Tucker Carlson. I can't believe this Governor McKee story. Right now it's 141. It's Thursday afternoon. And you're listening to the John DePetro show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. And the story involving um, Governor McKee is he is now decided he's going to try to buy the votes of some of the union state workers, and he's going to give each of them $3,000 to either get the vaccine or show that they got the vaccine. And I want to remind people, now the governor of Massachusetts has 40,000 state workers and just said, listen, there's a mandate. You have to get the vaccine. Governor McKee has decided to buy The union members and give them. uh, Now, Brian Crandall put out that he believes there are close to 4,000 members of Council 94. I'm going to argue I don't see how you could give it to one and not to, you know, and not to the others. Meaning there's 15,000 state employees in Rhode Island. And if there's 15,000 state employees i don't see how you're gonna have only four thousand of them get this three thousand dollar bonus now also um someone sent to me just as a reminder the providence teachers union all those providence teachers they got a three thousand dollar bonus with their new contract with so with governor mckee it seems to be the magic number is three thousand for three thousand He'll that's that's what it costs to buy votes. People wonder what what's the cost to buy votes? It sounds like it's the number is three thousand dollars. That's what it sounds like. But the big news, I think right now is this um, is this business about with the uh, Kyle Rittenhouse trial and that MSNBC is now banned from the courtroom. For trying to follow the jury uh, bus and um, that that is without question that has rocketed as the story of the day I want to go to some more sound in just a moment uh, Laura Ingram had an interesting guest last night saying Rittenhouse they're trying to they're trying to make Rittenhouse a stand-in for the make America great again movement I I think they're right um, I'm gonna no, yeah, we'll play it. I'll play in just a moment. I'll play in just a moment, folks. I want to stay on schedule because I want to also remind you on this Thursday that if you're thinking of watching the Patriots game tonight, make sure to head over to End Zone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. They will have the game on. It's clean. It's family friendly. They have karaoke on Friday and Saturday nights. Uh, stop it and see Dana and crew at End Zone Sports Pub tonight. Patriots. Falcons, rematch of the Super Bowl. Remember, the Patriots came back 28-3. I think the Patriots are just juiced. They're in a good uh, momentum right now. So you can watch the game tonight at End Zone Sports Pub 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Remember, karaoke Friday, Saturdays, and they have the NFL ticket on Sundays for a lot of people that like to either wager on the game or just um, fantasy football, what have you. But End Zone Sports Pub. All right, let me go to Laura Ingram head on uh, Dinesh D'Souza talking about what the left are attempting to do with the Kyle Now, case here it is right here the Dinesh
8: D'Souza podcast. Dinesh, now, <coughs> I think you're saying that this trial and the verdict which still you know, obviously is unknown they, they, they come at a pivotal time in America's culture or our cultural moments explain that well, this isn't just a
9: trial about uh Rittenhouse. Uh I think more broadly what you have is Rittenhouse is being portrayed as a kind of symbol of the Trump movement. Uh in fact, the prosecution early on was very eager to try to show him fraternizing or associating with the Proud Boys. They wanted to try to make Rittenhouse a symbol for Trump's America. Uh, by contrast, the rioters, the looters, uh, the arsonists, these are, this is Antifa, these are the people that the media has protected for a year, and if you were to read media accounts of this, um, this confrontation, you would never get a sense of who these people are or what they were doing or all the violence they were engaging, you know, the fact that they chased Kyle Rittenhouse and not the other way around. So it seems to me that you have these two rival uh, narratives, and you know, very oddly prosecutors who are normally standing up for the rule of law this prosecutor binger has essentially become a kind of apologist for the the left-wing narrative oh it's just a riot oh it's just arson oh he just threw this oh he just blocked that so basically what you have is and I think this is where the implications of the trial reverberate broadly they want to get Rittenhouse because they want him to be a stand-in if you will for the whole make America great again movement but Boy, this, I uh, like
8: that. at MSNBC, Joy Reid, she seemed to kind of sum up what you're saying in just a little TikTok last night. Watch. It's Kyle Rittenhouse trial. It reminded a lot of people of something. The Brett Kavanaugh hearings. In which Brett Kavanaugh tried his way through the hearings. His tears turned out to be more powerful. In America, there's a thing about both white vigilantism and white tears, particularly male white tears. Dinesh coming back to race once again when there is zero racial element in all of this, but trying to tag this with Kavanaugh. I mean, they're they're really desperate to try to hold this together with bailing wire and masking
9: tape. The defining aspect of Kyle Rittenhouse is not his tears. It's in fact his unbelievable bravery. If I were on the jury, I wouldn't just acquit him. I'd give the kid a medal. You know why? Because the prosecutor himself said it was too dangerous out there. I didn't want to go there. The cops were in retreat. Uh, Think about the male population of Kenosha. Where were they? All basically sitting at home, cowering in their homes. People were burning things and setting things on fire and attacking people. So Kyle Rittenhouse was one of the few guys who had the guts to get out there when no one else did. And so think about it. In a society where you don't have rule of law, and people keep saying it's vigilante justice, but justice is the only kind of justice you have.
1: You know, that is such a good point. And again, folks, good afternoon at 149. It's Sean DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Um, I see why Laura Ingram had him as a guest is because of just the way that he summed it up in in that way. And that's that is exactly what they've been doing. That is exactly um, what they have been trying to do with this with this whole thing. With uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, and how they've been trying to frame it in that manner, um, like like many of you. Now, right now, we are still waiting on a verdict with this case. The jury is out. the the big The big um, the big story right now is the fact that MSNBC is barred from the courtroom. Because they had someone working for them who was following the jurors or trying to follow them home. And as a result of that, the judge has has banned them from the trial. but as far as Kyle Rittenhouse, he he should be he should be found not guilty. This is you know, they are just totally trying to inflame. Um, they don't care if, in fact, there's going to be more unrest. They don't care if there's going to be more unrest. I'm still stunned at this Channel 12 story that, by the way, everyone else is picking up on now about the McKee administration. They're going to give out bonuses to state workers. It's all because of Council 94. And they're going to pay state workers $3,000 each. Number one, um, if you if you already received the vaccine and you're a Council 94 member state worker, then you just show proof of that and boom, you get a, a check for $3,000. If you haven't gotten the vaccine and you're a state worker, you know, I've attended these briefings where the McKee people were constantly asked on whether or not they would mandate state workers to get the vaccine. And and Governor McKee would say, you know, he's not in favor of that type of thing, even though in Massachusetts, Governor Baker did have a mandate where state workers in mass had, had to get the vaccine. But the fact that he's now going to give them a... A $3,000 bonus for getting the vaccine. that That is just beyond the pale. And that is, let's call it what it is. He's buying their vote. He is buying their vote. That's what's going on. There's no other explanation for it. There, there's no reason you would do that. And this whole thing that it has to be even a negotiation. Why does it have to be a negotiation? It was. I'll say this for for um for Governor Baker, it it it, it wasn't a negotiation, it was not a negotiation in Massachusetts. but this whole system, you you watch what's going to happen with with the amount of money that is just flying in right now, the amount of money that they're receiving. I think this also just shows why he's then away for 12 days. I what well, this is that that is compl- I'll tell you it's wrong. Governor McKee made an appearance and said, "Anyone, if you get the vaccine, if you're a taxpayer, you're a citizen, a member of the public, you get the vaccine in Rhode Island, we'll give you a one dollar scratch ticket. If you're a state worker, in an attempt to try to buy your vote, we'll give you three thousand dollars. I mean that 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 is that is just." That is just completely wrong. And no one, no one's going to convince it. Come on, that's exactly what it is. Now, the rest of the um, Democrat candidates for governor, they're not going to criticize this because they were all trying to get the same, right? But the Republican Party should. Now, I'm seeing some other information now about this thing with MSNBC. NBC News denies any attempt to photograph the jurors. Uh, CNN legal analyst says it's pretty hasty to ban an entire news organization, not just one individual. Shows what a serious issue it is. Um, th- that they, they should have been, you know, this also comes into question of why haven't they been sequestered. We'll probably have our legal analyst on um, tomorrow, Tim Dodd, to just talk about that development of it. This is all as they're you know waiting and the crowds are getting bigger. The crowds are getting bigger right now outside of that courthouse. And now how is the crowd, how is this going to be spun on MSNBC that one of their, uh, a worker, for a photographer, or whoever, someone that works is in fact now banned, MSNBC banned as a matter of fact. NBC says, NBC says we regret the incident. And we're gonna cooperate. A freelancer received a traffic citation, took near the took place near the jury van. Um I I I don't (laughs) again, I wanna jump it's hard to ignore what would be the reaction if that had been Fox in some way, right? I mean if 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 not totally impossible to ignore what the reaction would have been. If that had been Fox, who was caught doing that? Uh, but because it's MSNBC, now I'll say this though, the media they're not completely ignoring it, right? They're not ignoring it, but they're trying to give NBC a way out or they're they're trying to somehow say that it happened, but it's it's a little harsh. Folks, right now at 156, good afternoon. It's John DiPietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of our program is uh, is brought to you by Coogan Heating. Call them today. All of your heating needs, R.E. Coogan Heating, give them a call at 401-732-6562. 24-hour emergency service. Gas boiler, oil uh, boiler, hot water heater. It's Coogie. Look for him on Facebook. And then the website is RECooganHeating.com. So everyone is uh, standing by for the jury verdict. But certainly an eventful day, the fact that now it's interesting if NBC, he banned MSNBC. But then you also have NBC News. So this certainly puts them in a bind. And I don't know how this is going to pan out. For those that are just tuning in, I want to play again. This is the judge now where he has banned MSNBC from the trial.
2: And then they're brought here to this building. And um, last evening, um, a person who identified himself as James G. Morrison, and who claimed that he was a producer with NBC News, employed for MSNBC. because he was following at a distance of about a a block and uh, went through a red light, pulled him over and inquired of him what was going on and he gave that information and stated that he had been instructed by Uh, he's not here today, from what I'm told. And um, I have instructed that no one from MSNBC News will be permitted in this building for the duration of this trial. Uh, this is a very serious matter, and I don't know what the ultimate truth of it is, but absolutely it, it would go without... That is a very, extremely serious matter, and it uh, will be referred to the, uh, the authorities for further action. Thank
1: you. All right, folks, that is the big news. Listen, it's John DiPietro. Enjoy this Thursday. I want you to stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news, then the John Dion program. We're back on the radio tomorrow at 11. We have a big guest tomorrow, but stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news and the John Dion program right here hey. on AM 1380.